There are uh, a handful of principles, uh, rules, uh, that are helpful when we try to understand the text. And this is, this is true of any text in general, but I think it's especially true when we study the Bible. And uh, there are two in particular that I find very useful. And the first is, the text says what it says. The text says what it says. Uh, I firmly believe that God gave us his word so that we could read it, we could receive it, and by the power of his Holy Spirit that we could even understand it. You know, people get worked up asking, what does this reading mean? Or even a little bit more perilous, uh, what does this mean for me? You know, if you start with, what does it say? It's going to take you a long way toward simply understanding God's word. You know, focus on what the text says. So that's number one. Number two, pay attention to the context. What's going on before and after the reading? And to find this, often, all you need to do is open up your Bible and look a little bit before and a little bit after. I, I actually gave you a little bit extra in that gospel reading. I started at verse 21. I was supposed to start at verse 25. Um, you know, so you got a little bit of context for our gospel reading. Um, but the context often helps us to understand what the text itself says. So this gospel reading from Matthew 11, supposed to start with verse 25, and was supposed to begin with these words, at that time. What time? When? I don't know what you're talking about if I just you know, read that. But if you, if you go back to the beginning of, of chapter 11, you're going to find that this is the time that John the Baptist had been thrown into prison. At the time that, that John and his followers are thoroughly confused and hurting and wondering, is Jesus the one? Is he the Savior? We thought he was, but things are not going the way that we planned them to go. Is he the Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world? This is at the time when, when people were rejecting Jesus' message of God's mercy and forgiveness. And it's also at the time when God's people were, were hearing his word, seeing his miracles, and refusing to repent. That's the part you got about woe to you, O Chorazin, and you know, it would be better for Sodom than it was for you, than it will be for you. Because if they had heard God's word, they would have repented. Literally, they're re refusing to, to turn from their sins, their self-righteousness, and even from their self-made religion and political ideals. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal 
And when I read that, I, 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 I wondered. So, are you wise and understanding? Or are you little children? You know, I look out and, people, and see people who are, are accomplished, skilled, highly competent in some wonderful and impressive ways. But that skill and those accomplishments don't get you into the kingdom of heaven. Nothing you or I can do can get you into the kingdom of heaven. The Holy Spirit has called you. And the Holy Spirit gathers you. And the Holy Spirit enlightens you. And then you believe. You believe something supernatural. You know, the way we use that word these days is kind of, you know, woo. But it just means, you know, above and beyond nature. And you believe there's something above and beyond this natural world that we can see and touch and feel. That there are things that you can't measure, that you can't quantify. You believe that Jesus is the one that, that God promised from the foundation of the world who would save you from sin and death. From death! That's a pretty incredible promise. So even in the midst of a pandemic, you can live with hope and confidence and joy because you know how this all ends. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ is coming again. And when he comes, he will raise the dead. And you and me, if we're not dead yet, he's going to, to transform our bodies to be like him in his glory. And even now, as we live in this relationship with him, we know that he has purchased and won us with his blood. So that even now, we live with him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. But, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't feel it. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I look out at the world. I read the news. I see what's happening. You're all wearing masks. And it becomes kind of burdensome sometimes. I see the anger and the hatred in the world. People mistreated for the color of their skin. Officers of the law hated and disrespected as they, they seek to keep us safe. People arguing over whether to wear a mask or to not wear a mask. And political leaders, you know, lying instead of leading. And over and over and over again, fear, doubt, confusion, and a sense of disquiet that, that creeps into my heart. Can you relate to that? Where do you put your hope at this time? At a time of confusion, 
at a time of frustration, when things don't seem to be going the way we thought that they would be going, at a time of fear, at a time when people reject Jesus' message, at a time when people refuse repentance, refuse to turn away from their sins, where can we find peace and hope and comfort and meaning and rest from everything that the world throws at us. Well, Jesus says, come to me. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do you know what that, do you know what that means for you? Exactly what it says. Jesus has invited you to bring all your burdens, all your troubles, all your uncertainty, frustration, and fear, all the the impacts of of this world and, and this life, just all of it, to bring it to him. All the impact of sin, bring it to him. And he will give you rest. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You know, I mentioned in the, the kid's message earlier that a yoke is a, it's, it's kind of like a harness that connects a couple of, of oxen together to do the hard work of, of pulling a plow. It's Jesus' yoke. You are paired with him to plow through your life. And sometimes it's hard work, isn't it? To plow through life. But Jesus is there plowing through life with you, never leaving you or forsaking you, doing the heavy lifting. And he teaches you, through his word, a message. A message of lowliness, humility, and mercy. It's a message of gentleness, compassion, and kindness. He leads you, and in him, you find rest for your souls. When was, the, when was the last time you thought about your, your soul? I was on uh, vacation, and, and we did some pretty rugged hikes um, in the Shenandoah um, National Park in the mountains there. And there were some times that I was thinking about my souls, because some of it was pretty rough. But, but I fear that often we get so caught up with the burdens of life and, and the pressures and the sorrows and, and, and all of this that we forget about our souls. We are both physical and spiritual beings. We are natural and supernatural. Our physical selves are, are doomed to decay and, and death. And thanks be to Jesus, to resurrection one day. 
But our souls live even when our bodies die. They are our inner, most intimate selves. So when there there is turmoil in our souls, you can bet it comes out in our physical lives. In Zechariah chapter 9, God speaks of a peace that is ours because of Jesus. He's the righteous king that he's predicting will come to bring salvation. He says in verse 11, Because of the blood of my covenant with you, because of the blood of the covenant, the relationship of promise, he will set us free from the pit and prison that is our sin. The blood of the covenant that we live in is Jesus' blood. In his blood, we are invited to return as people with hope. We're called to repent in hope. In hope in the one who who bore our sins and shed his blood on our behalf. We're called to peace in Christ's blood and to receive rest for our souls. So, Hear Jesus' words for you today. Come to me, all who, are, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Amen.